Hey, welcome back to A Conversation With. My name is Philip DeFranco, and today we have the goodest of boys back on, Steve Zaragoza. Hi! <laughs> Hi, Phil. The good, that's, that's what I refer to you as, uh, the goodest of boys, the, the man who no longer texts me when uh, they're playing <laughs> Fall Guys. Uh piece of shit a man Listen. that if, if emotionally if my emotionally exhausted shirt turned into a person that's who we have on for those that do not know who you, i don't care if they don't know who steve is this is solid content even if they don't know who he is but just in yeah. case steve who are you sum it up in 30 seconds you know i'm a wacky boy that was hired by an insane madman named philip defranco years ago i'd say 20 plus on a show called source fed and i was one of his star pupils i was uh you know maybe the best person on the whole channel source fed and source fed nerd mm. and uh now i'm just this kind of guy that shows up in shit sometimes <laughs> nailed it <laughs> crushed it and also yeah. he's on the valley folk now and i'm on the valley folk now yeah and a show called the wayward guide for the untrained eye that's another plug <laughs> dude i i joe and i and um brett have been playing fall guys which by the way we'd love to have you back what do you wait wait wait, wait. that's where the fuck i want to start this conversation <laughs> What happened? What happened? I I just, I have realized in this fucking situation that I am either the fifth friend or the eleventh friend because of because of because we played Fall Guys one fucking time. No, we played more than once. Well, uh, we it, played we played like three times. I look. I let's address this. Let's talk about this because I mean. You know, it's one of those things where it's like <laughs> I get on to Fall Guys, I open up, I start a party chat and then I see who's online and I send the invite to whoever's online mm. and then I go into Fall Guys and I send the invite to whoever's online and then whoever jumps in first is my team, you know, and if mm. someone drops out, then I'm like looking down the list for the next person. Like I hardly ever go like texting the guys and go like, let's jump on Fall Guys unless it's like, you know, a later night thing. And by the way, speaking of later night things. I I seem to remember you not really wanting to do super late night sessions because you're busy. You're a busy boy. Because I'm a grown person, Steve. <laughs> I'm sorry that I haven't been able to successfully monetize continuing to be a child in my 30s, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Look, let me just say, Brett Register, fr a friend, a mutual friend of ours. He is a man child in the best possible way. He has a child and he's on the East Coast and he's playing at like 3 a.m with us like east coast time so like like 3 a.m east coast so you know not 3 a.m for us that's ridiculous but like a lot of times we'll play late at night and i just remember you don't really play late at night so i'm just like oh, i, I have probably won't play i us. haven't seen 3 a.m in five <laughs> years the only time i've seen 3 a.m is when i accidentally wake up at 3 a.m and i'm like well i guess my day has started maybe i'll catch you on a morning <laughs> yeah yeah well listen i think this is a great opportunity for us to since we're seeing each other face to face here mm -hmm. or at least digital to digital face to face <laughs> that we are going to be better at, at inviting each other to play fall guys i like that you've made it a mutual thing <laughs> <laughs> well you could text me too and be like bro i got an hour you get you want to play some fall guys yeah okay okay it's a two-way street phil it is a two-way street 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just realizing we're having uh, a different version of the conversation I have with my dad all the time. He's like, you never call me. I was like, you tried to call me two times two weeks ago while I was working during the hours you know I'm working. And you were like, I guess I'll just never talk to him again. I guess I'll just give up on my yeah. fucking only son. I like to remind my parents that they're retired. <laughs> I'm higher on the list. I got other things on the list. (laughs) Right, right. I I don't even know where I'm going to be in five years. Like, I need to figure my life out. I need to make sure I'm on the straight and narrow and I'm going to be okay. You guys are retired. We'll talk when I have free time, you know? (laughs) Steve, how old are you? 38. And how many years into your midlife crisis do you think you are? (laughs) Well, I think I figured out that... What what was it? It was some number like I think I'm I'm at least ten years younger in my brain. Okay, and yeah. I think this goes for a lot of older people that that fluctuates between ten and five or whatever. But I feel like I I'm late to everything with my age, right? Mm. Like I'm late to when you should be getting it. You know they say that like. What are those things they say that happen when you hit your 30s or something? You get like the the I don't know. There's all these like weird milestones that people talk about when they reach when they're 21, you know, or when they're 18 and all of those things. And it's like my 18 was like 25. And like my because, you know, when you're 18, you're like, I'm gonna get my license. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking go to the porno shop. I'm gonna do all this. I'm gonna buy some cigarettes and throw them away. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna do all these things I couldn't do before I was 18. And and I turned 18 and I was like, I, I, I want to play with my toys still and play mm-hmm. video games. And then I was 25 and I was like, I guess I'll get my license and go to the porn shop now. <laughs> yeah. Cause so I was kind of late to the game. So I think my midlife crisis is coming when I'm like 50. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I was thinking, and once again, this might be just me, like just pure conjecture and completely wrong from the outside. And I think we talked about this a little, maybe last time you were on, I feel like you, you evolved as a human being and maybe even like, maybe then there was like that change for you uh, after your divorce. I feel yeah. like, oh yeah, like that's like, I was like, oh, so this is Steve. <laughs> so yeah. this is this is the Steve that was like bubbling up, trying to get out. Yeah, I think I just like really was a go with the flow kind of guy for a really, really long time. And someone who is more alpha than me in my life and is close to me can dictate my my direction pretty mm. much. And I felt like when I was married, I, I got married because I felt like, well, this person really wants to marry me and I don't feel like anyone will ever really want to marry me. And the fact that this person does means that I need to jump into this and lock it in right away. And then I need to assimilate to marriage life and and then uh, homeowner life and then all of those things. And I was kind of just like coasting along while my ex-wife did all the work. And then when it came time to be like, oh, shit, this isn't my this isn't the life I want. I didn't want this in the first place. And I jumped into it from a place of severe insecurity and severe lack of control of my own life and things that I needed to do and wanted to do. And then so I was like, fuck, I guess I could take control of my life and stop hurting people like my ex-wife by Mm -hmm. like pretending that married life and being a husband and and maybe having children are things that like i don't want you know and it's like 
and it's it's hurtful to someone that wants all of those things. And I just came to a point where I was like, this is hurtful to my ex. This is hurtful to me. This is hindering my life. And then so after the divorce, I was just like, well, shit, now I'm just like free. I could get an apartment somewhere and I could kind of do whatever the hell I want. And and I'm not hurting someone in the process by like focusing on myself. And it was like for the first time in my life, I was focusing fully kind of on myself. And then I learned kind of that the insecurities are all in here mm-hmm. and you know all those things you learn when you grow up and it, you know maybe it was just a little later for me like everything else is you know yeah i mean actually on that last note that makes me think of it's like my favorite thing that i've heard over the past year it's like you are not your thoughts i love yeah. that because it's yeah. like because it's like the, those, those voices in your head i don't know about you completely they're so full of self-sabotage it's oh like, yeah it's just like it's like oh, yeah that's not gonna be a great thing just stay in right. your safe little box i i'm just in my head too much and i and there there's some things that have not changed from married steve to now a lot of those like destructive self-destructive thoughts are still there the things that are like Hey, I'm going to do this thing because it makes me happy. And then my brain goes like, yeah, but you're a lazy piece of shit and you don't deserve that. And it's like, fuck you, brain. And it's like, it's not as loud as it was, but you're right, man. It's so it's like you're not that. Those things are like old programming from, you know, upbringing, from friends, pop culture, whatever you want to blame it on. Uh, and, 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 you know, your friends and neighbors and community and all of those things are a big aspect of that, I think. But it's like, dude, I'm 38 and I'm barely like, you can reprogram your brain. It just takes a really long time and it takes a lot of work, just like everything else that's good that you, you have access to, you know, but it just takes a lot of fucking work. And it's like, you know, and we're, and we're managing a pandemic and political shit and, you know, all this yeah. stuff. So it's I was, like, I was going to say, I was going to say it, it feels like, you know, we're all sponges and we're having to ring out, but it's like, no, cause that sounds too simple. I feel like <laughs> it's more, there's shit in a shag carpet and it's just, it's, <laughs> it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of shit that's just going to go way down to the bottom and you'll never get it. There's the shit that's like right on the top of the carpet that you can get off and it'll look nice. But there's the stuff deep down that's re- you got to like get into the fibers and get that brush and get in there. And so like, what's you know. what's what's one of the biggest things that you're trying to get out of your carpet, Steve? <laughs> Dude, honestly, like I have intense like self image issues. Like I don't see myself as this, like, you know, and people say like my girlfriend, my girlfriend is this like beautiful angel from a different planet. And somehow she like sees this like cute, handsome guy. And when I look in the mirror, I just see this, like, you know, this potato man. And, uh, and I've never been able to not see the potato man. And, uh, you know, it's a real thing. I think a lot of people have that. And, um, most people have a tiny version of that at least. Um, but that's my, that's like my thing. It's like, I want to, I want to be able to look in the mirror and be like, I fucking love this guy more than anything in the world. And this guy needs to be protected and taken care of. And I got to do the things to make this guy be good. And instead I look at that guy and I go, this potato man's fucking up. Let me get away from this mirror and go, <laughs> go figure shit out. Well, so I guess um, on that note, what, what, whether it be emotionally, mentally, or physically, what are you, 
Have you taken like a first step towards trying to address that? Yeah, I mean, dude, I I had some pretty hardcore therapy sessions like I'd say a year ago with this new therapist that I was just like, I need to go to therapy. It was right after my breakup with Brie and I was like learning a lot of things about how I handled that relationship. And, you know, you're always learning and you're learning from different people. And Mm -hmm. Brie is just this amazing person that taught me so much. And um, but after when we broke up, it was like, I need to go figure some shit out about myself. I need to know why I did this. I need to know why I'm like that. And also I need to figure out this self love shit. Mm -hmm. So I went into some like super deep therapy sessions with this great therapist. And she was just like, she basically told me you have to, if you want to change the way you see yourself and if you want to love yourself, you have to like, you have to pretend at first. You have to like look at, you have to make it a point to look at yourself in the mirror and just go, whether you don't believe it or not, just say, I love this guy. This guy gets the job done. You know, he gets me out of bed. He gets me, he's breathing. He's got everything, you know, he's lucky. You, You go down all the list of all the good things and then you go like, I love this guy. And then you walk away and it's like, so she would take me to the mirror in the office and be like, do it. And I'd be like, I don't know why I can't do this. <laughs> like I can't even do it with my therapist. Mm-hmm. Cause it just feels so, it felt disingenuous and it felt, it didn't feel real. And it felt like I was just fooling myself, but I guess that's the, like, those are the first steps. Mm-hmm. And eventually you do that enough to the point where like you believe it. And then once you believe it, then you can really analyze like how you got there and like what all that was and how you had to fool yourself in the beginning, which isn't necessarily like maybe the best way to do it, but I tried and I just, I can't make my brain like it's just my brain is on this loop of like fail, 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 like way in the back. And it's just like I can't destroy that loop for some reason, even with like faking. I love myself. I love what I do. I love what my body does for me type shit. It's like really. So I just kind of like gave up. (laughs) on it and then and then things got really shitty with the valley folk as you remember uh not too long ago and then all this shitty shit happened and i when i needed my therapist the most i you know i stuck around a little bit longer and dealt with all those feelings and stuff but all the self-love stuff took a, a, a back seat to the immediate like fixing my emotional status and making Mm -hmm. sure I'm not depressed every single day over the decisions that we had to make and, and, you know, big changes in our lives. So it's kind of just all taken a back seat, man. Mm -hmm. I know what the the first steps are and they're really good first steps. And I have all these books and audio books and my therapist was just like, read these books, listen to these audio books And I guarantee it'll just click someday. It's just like exercising, right? If you do it every day and you fucking eat well and you put the work in, you're going to look good and you're going to feel good. And it's going to help all of this shit. But it's like hard. It's very (laughs) hard. It's fucking hard. Yeah. I mean, it's it's whether it be like on purpose, like shit meant to like that taste a certain way and get you addicted to it. And then you're just like, this is the way or just emotionally. I know that during the pandemic I've, (laughs) I've put on weight. I'm like the biggest I've been in a, in a while, but actually, but I want to, I want to go back. So like when, so with your girlfriend, what's something outside of her loving you, right. Mm -hmm. Or caring about you. Like Mm -hmm. what's a, what's a thing that you, 
not aspire might be the the wrong word, but like what's something that like you what's the word? It's so close. <laughs> you respect and appreciate about her. Like what where does she get her value? Where does she get her happiness? So Alana is this like un unfathomable being. Like and I and I say that because she's my girlfriend and I love her and I'm biased, but you know, she's just this like ray of sunshine and I feel like I've always kind of been uh, my own kind of ray of sunshine, right? And and I've heard people talk about and even my therapist talked about this light that people have and there are some people just have a light whatever that means it's it's like they come into the room and they brighten a room or something you know or they come into the room and you just see like that person looks happy i want to i want to feel that happiness i want that light to warm me up and i've i've been told that i have a kind of a, a power like that or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it it's that kind of a light and I have never really I, I can't really and like um, articulate what that is and, and how to tap into that, really. But I but then I met Alana and I saw this like light in her that I had never seen in anybody really ever. And and it, and she just kind of, I was like, I need to be with this person. Mm-hmm. Like I need to, I need to get to know this person. I need to at least become very good friends with this person. Cause I just don't, I've never seen such a light in someone really ever. So what I see in her is, is that she was just brought up with really mental health positive and body positive and health positive fundamentals. And I was brought up in like, you know, kind of like a lower middle class Mm -hmm. Mexican household in kind of a shitty neighborhood in Oxnard. And we were like, you know, shoveling McDonald's into our mouths and dodging bullets in the neighborhood and gang fights and all sorts of crazy shit. And, um, you know, and learning the hard knocks stuff and then being thrown right into the the lion's den of the public school system of uh, of a place like that. And, um, you know, learning a lot of wrong things about mental health and um, and and, you know, not to a fault of my parents or my family or whatever, because my mom was always like super religious, all about love your neighbor and love yourself like you love your neighbor or, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated and everybody deserves love. And and so that was like maybe where that light in me comes from. And Alana's mom just kind of like taught her all of these positive things about health and body and mind and spirituality and all of these things that like made her this like incredibly unique person with a perspective that I've. I've just never encountered in like LA friendships sure. and like California oh, friendships, yeah. you know, <laughs> well, a lot of, yeah, a lot of California friendships can feel like passerby relationships. Yeah. 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 And also there's like just a lot of exports and people that just want to get into the, the industry or sure. whatever the, California has to offer. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, maybe there's not much of a connection between the exports, but I just think that, I just have never met any anybody like her before. And then in getting to know her and in, in uh, you know, we would talk on the phone for hours uh, um, when we were getting to know each other. And um, 
you know, she would just tell me these things about like loving yourself and being happy with your body and all of these things. And it just sounded so foreign to me. Like I've never had a friend talk about that. Mm -hmm. I have friends talk about like, Oh, you know, like let's go to the woods and do mushrooms or let's like, you know, do this shit. And that's a form of connecting with yourself in some ways, I guess. But Alana was just all about this kind of like, the universe is offering you guidance and happiness and love and you just have to like navigate the dark shit and find it and then just go that way. And I just respect that so much about her. And it's taught me to be a little bit more aware of kind of like, you know, just kind of like outside things that might create negative thoughts and negative feelings and i don't know man i'm just i I struggle through it though yeah and your wait so in your childhood would you say that there was like this mentality of like when stuff was bad you just kind of grit your teeth and go through it and you have to suck it up or like i want to i'm interested in that yeah i mean my my mom and dad were um my dad was the suck it up and it's all in your head and was he like um, a macho guy Yeah, super machismo dude who's very much like, hey, man, if you're sad, like, don't just don't think about it and then you (laughs) won't be sad anymore. (laughs) And my mom would be like, bury it inside (laughs) until the only way you can get that feeling out is with a bullet in your mouth. Right. (laughs) Right. To feel something. If you want to feel something, son, put this gun in your mouth. It's not loaded. Don't worry. No, but he, you know, he's not an insane person, but it's not his fault. Like, you know, he comes from old school. Like he was born in Mexico and like way, you know, whatever in the forties or something. Yeah. And, uh, imagine the machismo in that household, you know, like it must've been like, truly like i'll beat the shit out of you if i see you cry well yeah <laughs> no, know? i mean especially for uh, a lot of people coming from certain places and certain times like i think hard times make hard people because otherwise totally. like it, but it's also it's one of those things of like but then you enter a different area right an right. area where it's like okay you can put down some walls yeah there are going to mm-hmm. be th- some things that never change there's always going to be people that are trying to get over on you in some way or you or use you or manipulate you or mm-hmm. hurt or take but I don't know. It's I feel like I have to do the 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 kind of opposite thing rather than trying to open up of uh, just like properly putting up uh, the right walls. It's important too. Yeah, because uh, yeah. so it's just finding that. But also compared to my dad, I'm soft. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like a fucking I, I'm like a mush, a marshmallow compared to my dad. Like my dad's seen and done some shit. Like, I don't know. He might have killed a man if for all I know. But, you know, but in self-defense, I think. But um, and, <laughs> but he's just this hardened d- got man. Yeah. The, the, the traditional, you know, t- I, some would say toxic masculine version of a man. Well, there's a lot of that now. Like the, the fact oh, that yeah. someone could be like, you're going to wear a mask. Cause you want to, you want to let others feel safe. Go fuck yourself. Pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? It's like, you know, it's not I, keeping me safe. It's not for I, me. <laughs> right. Right. This is just me being considerate. You fuck face. I've gone beyond being angry at those people. And I'm now at a point where I'm like, that person's dealing with some real terrible shit, probably like see, in their, in their life and in their head. So I'm just going to let them have their anger and like, kind of not let it yeah. affect me. Lindsay's my, my wife's mom uh, lives in Bama 
And uh, she has all sorts of amazing stories, like going into places where you have to have masks. I think I forget if Walmart has a policy, but I know she said like she was in a Walmart and she saw someone with, um, you know, the surgeon mask. But yeah. on purpose, it was there were holes punched in it. Like it's kind of like a fuck you just to be a snarky troll. Yeah. And I was just like, God, what the fuck? What is it? How how did <laughs> <laughs> that person's so angry about it they want to piss people off <laughs> like, they went the next step that's the thing <laughs> they, went the next step. they went out of their way I to am, cut holes in the mask just to piss people off <laughs> the other day like i'm Ugh. once again i'm like i i'm in the worst shape of my life i i ran for one of the first times the other day just to kind of test it out i ran with a mask and i was like if i can do this <laughs> yeah <laughs> And you legit don't have like asthma, and that, that's like a whole can of worms. Where there are people that are that have breathing difficulties that are like, it's, it's okay. Excuses, I think. Yeah, it's just like there's no reason, man. Yeah, just, just be, just let's well, let's act I, like we're in something together because we are in it together. I guess the one I think about is is like when surgeons, like surgeons. There are surgeons that have that perform like five hour surgeries and shit, mm. right? Like maybe even longer than that. And they're wearing those masks the whole fucking time. It's like if those guys can do surgery and wear this like mask over their face the whole time, then like we can fucking walk down the, to the grocery store. We could certainly shop for half an hour or whatever, how long it takes. It's so simple. It's just there's so much anger and combative feelings and just like and and those walls the the wrong walls the walls that are like the the empathy wall is up like and the and the kind of like the care of other people wall is up and that's that those are bad walls to put up hey beautiful bastards i hope you're still enjoying the podcast i just want to take a second to thank one of the sponsors of today's show Calm. You know, I think we all love sleep. Most of us want and need more of it. Rather than getting a solid night of rest, if you're like me, you find yourself on TikTok or you're going through Twitter, reading the breaking news when you really should just be powering down for the night. And let's face it, 2020 has been a lot. We could all benefit from less stress and more sleep in our lives. And that's why I'm excited to partner with Calm. Calm is the app designed to help you relieve your anxiety at nighttime so you can stress less and you can get the best sleep of your life. And Calm is a whole library of programs designed for healthy sleep, like sound Soundscapes, guided meditations, and over a hundred sleep stories narrated by soothing voices like Stephen Fry, Laura Dern, and even Nick Offerman. Also, over 85 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds and get better sleep. And if you go to calm.com slash DeFranco, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming. So get the Calm app and experience a transformation in the way you sleep. And once again, because I love the sound of my voice and repeating stuff, for listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash DeFranco. That's 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library and new content is added every week. So to get started today, go to calm.com slash DeFranco. And ooh, I love hearing it so much. Once more, just in case you missed it, that is calm.com slash DeFranco. But with that said, let's get back to the podcast. How are you planning for the, the end of the year right now? I'm not. (laughs) I think I, I think I'm still sliding on my go with the flow kind of mentality a little bit because it also has gotten me like through all of these incredibly lucky opportunities. Like everything I've ever done that I'm proud of feels to me like a go with the flow type thing that just like if I don't fight if I don't resist, then I'll just slide into these opportunities because I guess that's just 
I don't know. That's how it's been working for me in some way. And I really, and I'm like dumbfounded by it. I don't understand how it's possible, but, um, I don't know, man, I think we're going to be in this thing. Someone said, like, I don't know if they were joking. I've heard that we're going to be, we're going to, we're still going to need to wear masks and social distance and quarantine for at least another year. Right. Like you've heard that. I mean, there, there, there are a bunch of different estimates. I mean, honestly, I, there are like a few key experts and among those Dr. Fauci that I listen to and I'm like, okay, so what's the general idea? But also it's, <laughs> it feels so weird that we just, uh, that there's like a huge chunk of the country that like hates people that went to college for a specific thing <laughs> um it's so fucking weird it's like i just it's like what do they know it's like well <laughs> they specifically went to school for this thing and for some reason you're listening to a number of people who don't have that specialty they're in like different specialties but they're saying things that you want Right, right. And it's uh, I, it's it's very rough. But I mean... How do you get people to, like, understand that? Like, I, I think... Because even... Because the opposite side of that is someone who's educated, a doctor or a scientist that went to school and years and years and years of studying and whatever to learn about health and medicine. And, and it's like the person that doesn't believe that person, do they think that, like... They're they're just brainwashed by a liberal agenda or like they're being taught things that are are being taught by the enemy. You know, like what what are, what is the thought there? I just don't understand it. I mean, I think that there in some avenues, there is this idea that it's it is like team based and, and shit like that. But I think it a lot of a lot of this uh, comes down to. I mean, I, I reference this, I feel like consistently over the past few months in different avenues, kind of false equivalencies, right? So yeah. if someone is saying something and then someone is saying something else, and even if there's far more people saying the other thing and people with, once again, like the specific specialty and like the expertise in the years, <laughs> right. they treat right. it as like one and the same. And it's like, you get to choose, you get to choose whatever suits you. And I, I think that's like, that's a, that's a real concern, especially because there's also a lot of the time you have to find like where money is coming from, because you'll see mm -hmm. something where it's like, there was a study found by insert blah, blah, blah group. And to make it something not COVID related, uh, you find out, oh, that group, um, or maybe they're funded by, or they are themselves like a, a think tank for insert a political party or um, if they're part of like the uh, oil lobby industry, right? Mm -hmm. And and then you're like, oh, so immediately you have to question what you're seeing there. But a lot of the time to find that out, like you have to take the additional steps that understandably, it, it's scary because everyone's participating these days, but understandably, like the average person does not have the time to do. Every, most people just want to live right. their fucking life. Um, right. And so that's, I think that's part of the issue of like, I know some people have re referenced it as like an infodemic, but um, it's just it's really hard for a lot of people to know what is real. Like, right. and I think that's one of the frustrating things when we've had Dr. Mike on. He always kind of talks about it as far as like if you're in this world and you're a mm -hmm. scientist or a doctor, you have to have some sense of humility that new information may arise and prove that something you thought that was one way is another. If you find yourself completely locked regardless of like the validity of this new information 
that's a huge problem. But I've also seen people like uh, Nate Silver from uh, 538.com um, say there is something, I'm going to get this wrong, but I think it's something along the lines of once someone has their master's or once someone has, it's like, I think some degree or some level, they are actually, he has found that they are less open to new information because they're Whoa. so self-assured. So it's, I think it's a problem for a lot of people, at a lot of different levels. Um, and so, wow. and I mean, you even have to kind of fight yourself because it's like with a Trump, there is so much that's fucking scary with them. Um, but then <laughs> where do we even start? Yeah. But it's like, it's like when certain people go like, okay, but he did lower taxes and it's like, okay, yes, he did lower taxes. Granted, it's better for the <laughs> much better for the higher tax bracket. And that's what it's aimed for. And, and, and it's also, let's, let's not talk about our just record breaking, uh, levels of national debt that we're now right. in. Um, right. But it's like, that is a thing that he actually did. And it affected some people in a positive way. Um, it's like, I can acknowledge that while at the same time going, but all of this other shit <laughs> is scary. And right. obviously it's not just one thing. Um, and that was, and also, you know, it, it touches on uh, the, the sensitivity, not the sensitivity, the not nuance, but it, the, the issue with it being a campaign pro promise. Yes, you got uh, a little extra money. But a lot of people that are uh, that <laughs> that are not going to help you in any way because it's not going to trickle down to you got right. way better. And that and it was always aimed at that one percent. That's why it right. happened. Right. Um, so I think, yeah, that's uh, I don't know. Ugh. I guess Steve, it comes down to it, it comes back to like putting work in. Right. Like for everybody, like like what you were saying about how. If there's a bunch of people saying the same thing about a very common thing or like about how evil someone is and then listing off the same things and it's like all of these different people are saying it. But then this like one person is saying something that's more al aligned with your interests or level of care or or level of effect of how it affects you mm -hmm. and and then it's like it but but if you put in just a little bit of work to read about to read all of the things then you'd be able to like figure out that eh, there's something a little off here on the other side but that's the you thing know? is like i think that it's genuinely hard for most people like if you yeah. have like a regular ass job you got some kids your whole morning kids getting set up for for school right then yeah. you have your whole day of work um you got a little lunch break maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe you can look maybe you can look <laughs> then you get home you want to like obviously this is I've, I've already established that this person has kids apparently <laughs> you're playing with the kids maybe you're hanging out uh with a wife husband whoever and then yeah. you get a little time to yourself and then like if if this was not my job and also we weren't living in a genuinely horrifying time for, for a number of reasons. <laughs> yeah. um, I wouldn't want to pay attention. I, 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 I am a very big fan of the idea of like make news boring again. I don't like some I was talking. I made the mistake of telling someone that I work in, in the news space. And they're like, oh, good for business. And I was like, yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you get more people watching certain things. But it's so divisive and it's so like it's horrible to witness, like just how horrible pe people are being to one another. Um, and at the same time, like I would rather I would rather have a day where I'm like, this is fuck. What are we going to talk about? Maybe we just don't yeah. do the show today rather than, oh, my God, everything's on fire. What do we right. talk about? 
And then how do we handle that? And then how, like, what's well, the best handle way that, to yeah. handle that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially because a lot of people treat a lot of situations like it's far more simple than it is. Sure. Um, like, and the thing is, there are some that are like black and white. I'm not, I'm not going to be like both sides, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But that uh, gray area is real, like on a, huge. on a number of places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know what, like, that's, that's the kind of thing. I, we were talking about it before the, the podcast started. There were people trying to like schedule a meeting for November 6th. And I was like, <laughs> dude, we don't know what life's going to look like. We don't know what life's yeah. going to look like for at, at least seven days. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, my calendar is going to be a little bit of a question mark until January 20th. I, uh, right. <laughs> I, I need to figure out if I'm going to fully lean into becoming a refugee <laughs> and just what? being like getting all packing all of my bags. You're going to go to New getting, Zealand. Yeah. And just like just like sneaking into New Zealand, like not trying to get there the right way because it's hard. Like I'm talking about like like getting on a boat, hiding in a crate, get me out of the U.S. type shit. Like I'm not I'm not anticipating that. But if if someone was like, hey, let's have a meeting on the third i'm gonna be like i don't know if i'm gonna be okay <laughs> i don't know where i'm gonna be I, yeah i was talking to uh <laughs> i was talking to a guy um and i'm trying to think i had and not how to make it so you people wouldn't know who he is Obvious. i was talking to this yeah i was talking to this guy <laughs> and he uh he recently was like i'm genuinely so nervous about this election because fuck what a poll says vote <laughs> like who yeah. knows who fucking has trust in anything at this point but right. he was like i'm i'm looking into there are these like islands uh island countries that if like if you invest like half a million dollars in and like in, into like the country it can kind of like fast track you to be becoming a, like a dual citizen there Whoa. Uh, and then from there you can get to and they like talked about all these other countries and oh i was like God. i was like oh you're like you're like thinking of running <laughs> <You're> away <in laughs> you're like I was like, oh, shit. Listen, you were asking me, do I have my year planned out? There are some people that have their like, they have everything planned out. Yeah. They're like, I've got, I mean, you know, people, I, I remember hearing about bug out bags and how those were things that were, you would have just in case things went south. I can't imagine like there's got to be people that are like. I have a group of people together that we're all putting money together and we're totally buying some island and we're just going to go fucking figure it out because we just don't want to be here anymore. We don't want to deal with this anymore. Hey, have you I, I keep seeing these videos pop up and then they go like super, super viral. Do you know anyone that's like left California in the past year? Not the past year. Um, well, California. Yeah, California. But yes. is that more is that more just because California is too much of insert blank or like their career just wasn't panning out i think it, it was it was mostly due to pandemic okay causing people to not be able to afford to live in california anymore or la anymore and then going back home to family and stuff like that yeah i'm really interested to see what's going to happen uh once the uh the moratorium on evictions ends yeah. like that have you have you have you seen anything with like neighbors or anything around like that no not really i mean i'm i'm in a text thread with my neighbors and everyone seems to be just kind of like i've got ants like nobody really <laughs> wants to talk about like <laughs> well yeah, yeah yeah no it's like i'm very nervous about this this thing in my life here let me be very vulnerable on the group chat with strangers i think the group chat's more like hey is that person outside someone's friend or is, is someone right, about to right. get murdered 
<laughs> Someone is urinating in the azaleas on the <laughs> outside. No, uh, no, not really. I mean, I there's certainly like you know, kind of like <laughs> sorry. Like nu- I'm just sorry. nudgy. What? I'm just remembering. Uh, my my wife. So we just my wife. We just got new neighbors, mm. and Lindsay's like, I want to know who they are, and like. She asked the realtor because it was someone that we had worked with, uh, like, hey, can we get their number? Because we'd like to, we saw they have two kids, blah, blah, blah. And so Lindsay was like, I want to know who they are because he said, they said that they have, it's like the the mom and the dad have these jobs. And uh, she was like, how do I, how do I get their name? Like, how do I get their like full name so I can Google them? And I was like, one, that's super (laughs) weird, Lindsay. (laughs) Like, that's super weird. But also... (laughs) Too, I have no idea how you would get a last name off of, off of a, a like a hello. And so her route, sorry to just put you on blast, Lindsay. Her route was she sent a text message, and then I think it was a text message, which makes it better. And she ends it with her full name. <laughs> and, and, That's not a bad move. And then he responded. And he he didn't even give her a first name. He used his initials. <laughs> and I was just like, ah, you're stupid. Oh, because anyway. he he probably knows that trick. He's like, this Maybe. this person wants to know who I am. Yeah. And uh and I know how to deal with that. Here's my initials. But then I was like, <laughs> oh, I hate that idea of, and it's probably the case, especially like now that like or now that it's like you have kids at school and you have to meet all these other people that uh you don't you normally would never come across. But I was like, how many people have Googled my name? <laughs> <laughs> And how fucking deep into this are they going? <laughs> I mean, I, dude, I can kind of relate because, you know, we're stuck and I'm sure you guys are stuck and Lindsay's stuck. And like, I, I go out on my balcony and I like, you know, at night, the neighbors like across the way, their lights are on and you could see into their living rooms and their bedrooms and things like that. And I'll be out on my balcony, like smoking a joint. And I'll just be like, I miss people. What those people are up to? I wonder who that person is. I wonder if I like looked on Twitter and you know how there used to be that thing where you could like geolocate where tweets are coming from. I was like, I wonder if I could go on Twitter and geolocate these people and just see who they are and maybe just like, hey, if you're cool, like let's be friends or something. And in a a weird way, I understand Lindsay wanting to like, especially with there being kids there. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that's the main thing. Yeah, right. It's like if there's kids, maybe they're close to the same age. If there's our kids, yeah, that's always the thing you got to think about when you got kids obviously because you want your kids to have friends and play and Mm -hmm. especially during a time like this yeah uh so i kind of understand it but it's like you know going the extra mile i mean like i need this person's last name so i can google them like i'm i just want to look at their instagram (laughs) (laughs) is that is that weirder or is that just as weird (laughs) i can't tell god wait so do you do you ever go out at all uh, like a walk to alana and i will go we'll go do our essential shopping and then like i'll get invited to like like last night alana and i went to the lovecraft country finale premiere how was that it was wonderful it was an amazing experience i mean hbo i love that fucking show dude it's so good it's so good i tweeted about it the other day but i was like there's literally a thing every ep- at least one thing in yeah. every episode i'm like what the fuck <laughs> like uh yeah. when they did the uh the metaphor metamorphosis like body change thing that, dude wild 
wild. That shows amazing. And just leaving piles of skin everywhere, and like, dude, it's 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 such a trip. And uh, and and so it was at a the the event last night was at a drive-in, and and this is like the third drive-in like event I've been to because you know normally throughout the year if you're like a big dumb movie nerd like me and you're on the internet making shit studios will eventually invite you to Mm -hmm. come to things and be in the before times like you know you would go to a movie theater and you'd sit in the theater and watch a thing or you'd go to a red carpet premiere or something and now it's just like drive-ins and uh I'd never been to drive-ins in my life. Never, and it yeah. turns out I kind of don't like them. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. I, I would rather sit in my car with like in and out and like my vape pen mm-hmm. with the windows up and the AC on and all the lights off. And just you got you got your own little private little pod to watch like a movie, which is cool. But I, I miss the theater experience, man. I, I miss that. it so much. So I do that. I do those kind of things. I don't see friends. I have so many friends that are like, at this point, I feel like they've given up on me because I'm so paranoid about the like pod thing because everybody needs to be aligned and everybody need, it needs to be an honor everybody. system. Yeah. You got to trust everybody. And it's not that I don't trust my friends. It's just that like, look, you're if you're getting like food delivered to your home, you could potentially get covid you know it's you know it's very easy to get it from the grocery store or whatever if you're not careful and it's just like and my friends are like hey let's go like you know or let's hang out somewhere or something and i'm like i don't know if i'm ready for that i don't know when i'll be ready for that yeah i've literally i've seen kevin one time in person in the last six months and it was like a month ago and it was right after he got cleared by two covid tests and I was like, okay. And we met All right, outside. You got two tests. <laughs> yeah. We met outside, still masked up. Cause yeah. it's like, especially cause it's like, um, yeah. Cause once again, it's, it's not just you. It's just like right. anyone you come across. Dude, it made me really happy when we played Fall Guys, um, the one or two times or, or whatever that we played. And then you texted me like the next day and you were like, Dude, I hadn't laughed like that in so long. No, legit. It was it was the first night. It was what? Me, you, was it Joe and Brett? Joe and Brett, yeah. I was, it was so good. But that's also like, that was, it wasn't just because of like the content. Like it was always my favorite to be on Table Talk with you and Joe. And Hell like yeah. when we were doing the DeFranco does, because it's just like, they're paying us for this. And <laughs> I say they, I was the one writing checks, but it's like, but the fact that we were getting paid for it, it yeah. is like, it just, this it is was our job. so fun. It was so fun. And I like, cause you guys, you guys have a, a lot of layers. Cause there's like the, the presentation comedian angle. And then like part of that obviously gets rolled up into your real life. But then sometimes the real life stuff is just raw and vulnerable. And it's just, it was just a good time, man. I, uh, yeah. 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 Good but times. It, but I mean, you guys, you guys have your podcast now and you have your <laughs> dynamic banter. Yeah. I mean, I, there's certainly, I have my share of social interaction with funny people, but it's so not the same that we can't be in the same fucking room together. Yeah, no, it is like, it took, it took a lot of, a lot of convincing from, uh, Amanda for me to be, for me to like even do the laptop version of this because it's just like it's such a different feel and so that's like a big part of it has been like literally like if we we were doing in person 
yeah, give me, you can, you can do the thing where it's like, we book people. I was like, yeah. I, I really only want to talk to like friends and yeah. <laughs> people yeah. that like I, I admire. And so like this way, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, it's so much harder. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard. It's very, it, you're right. It's easier when you can just shoot the shit with someone and, and not worry about like, is this unprofessional? Is this, does this suck? Like, is this not, does this, do people like watching shit this way? Like, and I think people understand and even more so it's like, it's important for us to be able to like, like those fall guys sessions. That's like, that's like my new therapy essentially. Yeah. Like, cause I just, it's literally just like forgetting everything and just chatting with your friends. And it's like, it's so essential. It's essential. That's why I just think it's like, it's important. Like I'm pushing everybody to be like, jump, like get a PlayStation or get an Oculus or something. And let's do something like the other day, dude. And you got it. Like, do you have an Oculus at all? Or uh, we actually, we actually Quest? just got two Oculus twos. So yeah. Nice. Okay. So the other day, Matt Rob set up a movie viewing in VR yeah. where we were all in like a virtual reality movie theater and we're all like in our avatars and we're like drawing like penises and poop all over the place. And we're just like laughing and hanging out in a fake movie theater, watching the same movie together. And I was like, I think I can make this quarantine thing work if I could do shit like this all the time. <laughs> yeah. Cause it felt like really hanging out with my friends. You got to join us, dude. You got to join us in this VR. Shit. I'm down. I just, I just started setting it up and then 30 minutes into me, like downloading some of the first stuff where it's like, do you want rec room? And do you want this, this, this? Yeah. Um, my son was like, <laughs> I felt like the worst father ever. Cause I'm like, I'm like, I set it up. Cause it's like the way the Oculus two works because it's all portable. It's like, it has the four cameras and yeah. you just like you have to mark your area your like safe yeah. space yeah. and so i just see him staring at me and then <laughs> and then i'm like testing it out and it's like it's so cruel to be doing this in front of a small child because he's like it looks like you're literally like it looks like you're having the time of your life right in front of him hey i hope you're enjoying the podcast another episode of i'm monetizing conversations i'm having with friends uh to thank one of the sponsors of today's episode herohealth.com slash defranco you know remembering to take medication can be tough forgetting is annoyingly easy. I mean, I know from personal experience. But what can be even harder is if you're helping someone you care about with their own pills, and that's why Hero is so amazing. Basically, Hero makes it simple and easy to make sure you and your loved ones always stay on track and get the right meds at the right time every time. You know, this can be your new medicine cabinet. The Hero pill dispenser sorts all of your daily medications and delivers them with the push of a button. It is really just that simple. And if the medication is not taken on schedule, the Hero app will send a notification to you, a family member, or any other listed caregiver, making sure that a dose is never missed. Like I said, from personal experience, I can tell you that a daily reminder is key. It is something that will keep you sane and healthy, especially when you have a hectic schedule. And a hero membership includes the app, the pill dispenser, and their 24-7 customer support for just a dollar a day. They even have an optional service that delivers medication directly to your door as well. And right now, if you go to herohealth.com slash DeFranco, you'll get 50% off the initiation fee and a 30-day risk-free trial with a money-back guarantee. So yeah, check it out. Do not forget herohealth.com slash DeFranco. Be sure to check out Hero Health today. But with that said, thank you. You're welcome. And back to the podcast. Wait, Steve, am I correct that you are now connected via your phone yeah i'm tethered to this call Dude, so this this, po this podcast is now costing you money so thank you <laughs> no no i have unlimited 5g that's throttled by at&t not sponsored like fi 5g or 5g well 5g uh where he's using air quotes for the 
half of the audience that actually listens and i always forget whenever i do put something <laughs> physical on this fucking thing we keep having connection issues and i never dude of all the things that i fucking record and stream and, and yeah, i'm surprised play and it's the it's the first time it's okay it's stupid it's okay I steve it. i won't hold it against you all right i appreciate that <laughs> i don't i don't want to push you over the edge i see you right there <laughs> looking i feel like every time i go on instagram you're doing your, yeah you're doing some fucking dance on uh <laughs> your porch and i'm just like that's steve but also that's a stressed out steve <laughs> it's like i have to do it i have to do it because it spreads an an image of maintaining physical activity in a way but also like people really like it it brightens people's day and i'm like all right well if you if i like doing it if you like seeing it then that's a that's that's a win for me i'm just gonna keep doing it yeah i think like i one of the things i will say like having kids it has a it has given me a pass that is not necessary because i'm a grown-ass person who shouldn't really care uh but like to do like go more goofy shit and right. I, I feel like you have that confidence. Yeah, I mean, I it's I think I've established it, it, it really well. It take it takes a lot of time to be like, hey, I'm gonna fuck up a lot, and I'm gonna be really goofy and weird, and I guess I can't make sacrifices to that because I can't help it. Steve, is there <laughs> like, is there a movie? Maybe it's coming out soon. Maybe it's just. It would be something that you wish that they would make that they ha they are not making that would make it so you're like, okay, I will risk going to a movie theater. <sighs> They're like, guess what? Turns out there was actually a fourth Star Wars movie yeah, okay. from the originals. You, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> George Lucas had a secret sequel to Return of the Jedi that he shot in 1983. Just for him. Just for him. <laughs> it was like he was just it was like the biggest flex that no one's ever known about. Right. And it's like Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher all in their regular clothes going like, Luke, uh, how are you doing? And oh, so he just like just, he paid them on the side. <laughs> this, it's like it's fan fiction level. <laughs> dude honestly i think there is I, I and i was trying to think of what it could be and there was a time where i really loved michael jackson a lot yeah you, <laughs> i think now, you and most of the world for a while there <laughs> I, I like that like true. like you're like just it's a kind of crazy <laughs> thing i was a big fan of i think they called him the king of pop michael jackson <laughs> You might have heard of him, the king of pop. Um, no, I, you know, but now it's like, it's hard to like Michael Jackson because it's, un it's unclear what was really going on with that man. Um, but if there was, if somehow Disney was like, we've done a 4K complete restoration of Captain EO in 3D and you could go to your local theater and for one night only you could see a beautifully remastered like gorgeous new print of Captain EO in 3D I I think I'd I think I'd see the fuck out of that I'd be socially distant but I'd see the fuck out of it okay okay for a second there I thought you were gonna <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it and then I forgot the we were whiz. talking about movie. No, I forgot we were talking about movies for a second. And I thought you were going to say uh, a remake of Moonwalker, his video game. <laughs> 
it's so I weird. Did. Like, I'd go back. I'd go for that too. I love it. Yeah, there's like a, probably a huge chunk of people that don't realize he made a video game where you could be yeah. one to four Michael Jacksons. Yeah, saving young children. Dude, that's based on a movie. What? Yes, it's a movie called Moonwalker, and it's is he it's, in it? Yes, and it's okay. What? It's it's it's. <laughs> I'm what? I'm looking at it on my shelf. I got a bootleg version of it from some convention, dude. It, it's 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 like it opens with like Michael Jackson's life, like documentary style. It shows like Jackson Five stuff, and it shows like early Michael Jackson solo stuff, and then it shows like him in a park with kids, and then it's like a whole it is, movie. It is a movie that is liked by ninety six percent of Google users. What? <laughs> Dude, it's bonkers. It's Joe Pesci as an <laughs> evil drug lord trying to sell drugs to children. And Michael Jackson stops him by becoming a robot and killing all of his henchmen. <laughs> I never knew this was a fucking movie. I, oh, dude. I thought it was just a video game. Wait, was I it, think <laughs> it was initially released in Japan. Oh, I didn't know that. What the fuck is this? Dude, it's it's a trip. It's a trip of a movie. And as a matter of fact, we should do our first ever VR movie theater experience together watching Moonwalker. <laughs> oh my god. Come on, Phil. Let's watch Moonwalker. I don't know I don't know what the implications are. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to be alone. We don't have to be <laughs> It was made yeah, it was it made it 3 weird. years after I was born so it explains why I don't know that aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Dude, Michael Jackson turns into a car in that movie. From a human into a car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where else could you see that? I might have to go back. I don't <laughs> Come on, buddy. Come on. You does, know you want to see it. Does the Jackson estate still get royalties? This is I, I, it's not officially available, so it would be questionable to obtain a version we could watch, which means almost zero <laughs> money would be exchanged. <laughs> wait, 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 yeah, I gotta see. I gotta see if there's like a legitimate way or they like buried no, this no movie. No way. I think actually, you know what? I think you can buy it oh, in the UK. Amazon yeah. Prime for $2. <laughs> I like that you're like, you're like, if you go to a corner shop and tell the man... The secret words. Knock three times. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me see. Yeah, but I think it's like a UK version and you have to have what like a. What is uh, this? I'm watching the yeah. trailer right now. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's bonkers. And it and it has like a lot of like music from it has a lot of Michael Jackson music. And then there's like music videos straight up in the middle of the fucking movie. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm seeing the robot. There's claymation. What oh, is yeah, this dude. fucking movie? It's it's bonkers. I, I I dude, I watched the the fuck out of that when I was a kid. Sometimes I wonder what would have happened if uh he never got burned during that Pepsi commercial. Like what like yeah. what But also I I find myself wondering that about a lot of different things. I'm like what if this small little thing changed and what would human history look like? Cuz I've even thought about that like with the elections, right? Think mm -hmm. of like how few people in 2016 because the electoral college decided what was going to happen not only for the states but the rest of the world and like everything like think of the billions of people on this planet and ultimately tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people are like and this is going to change the, the course of human history it, it it's so wild to me 
isn't it interesting? It's like a, it's sometimes the smallest things too. Like, um, like where the fuck did COVID even really come from? Like, would they say that it came from this or that? Or like some pe- some tinfoil hat people think that it was gener- it was created in a lab or something. But whatever whatever it came from was probably so small that we were like, but it affected the whole fucking world. It's so crazy. It's it's terrifying. Well, I remember when that's why when I don't leave the house and I wear milk cartons on my feet. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I don't even know. Yes. Yes. Tell us more about the milk cartons, Steve. Yes. I ha- Well, they're porous and uh, <laughs> they're breathe that you can breathe. Uh, you know, I like, no, it's like Howard Hughes, you know, Howard Hughes wore milk cartons yeah. on his feet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I think it just speaks to how we can have change. Or every every individual can have like a massive impact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah, exactly. And have if you, you feel like you're you don't make a difference or you can't make a difference because you're just little old you in your little old corner of the universe, no way, man. It's just like it's just like Gandalf said to Frodo or whatever, or someone said it to Frodo, or Frodo said it or something. Some someone said it in Lord of the Rings about how even the smallest <laughs> things can change the course of the future or whatever. And Frodo took the ring to Mount doom that's history phil i i will say i once i I haven't watched a movie in a long time but i came across a tiktok and i I didn't realize this i didn't realize that movie happens over so many years i didn't realize that by the time he gets to mount doom he's essentially an old bastard yeah yeah and then when he gets home he lives for like maybe another five years and then he goes i'm ready to die and then he just goes and dies with gandalf See, I think that's the way to do it. You essentially yeah. live your what? Your 20s for 60 mm-hmm. years. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, and done. And yeah. I'm old now. Where's the boat that takes me to the Grey Havens? I want to get on that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where they go. Him and Bilbo and Gandalf get onto a boat and they sail to heaven pretty much. Have you, when was Where's the last, that boat? When was the last time you watched those movies? That's, I'm wondering if that holds up. Dude, when the quarantine started, Alana and I were like, we're just going to marathon like trilogies and like sagas. We watched Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, and then we went way down and did like. Blade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, some of the Blade movies are okay. Uh, we did um, the, the Twilight movies. I saw the Twilight movies for the first time during quarantine. I, uh, and, I, uh, I, I love yeah. seeing clips of it pop up and you're just like, that is horrendous acting. Dude, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It also, I but mean, it, I, it, it's, yeah, it it's makes sense wild. from a business perspective. But it's wild though, because you actually like you look at Robert Pattinson's and 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 uh Kristen, Kristen, Kristen Stewart, Stewart, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. her their work later, and you're like, they are fantastic. They're incredible, yeah. They're great at their job. <laughs> and then you just like you look back to just the bizarre insanity. <laughs> like some someone I, I think one of the last scenes I saw, there was like one, the fight scene that happens in the final one where it's like you know what happens but then uh, oh, yes. but two which the, i wish was real the baseball scene <laughs> where they're like I playing the baseball scene yeah it's just like uh, the, the vampire family playing playing baseball and it's like <laughs> it's i'll send i'll send you a clip after 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 the podcast and it's just so it's fucking like a strange comic <laughs> it's so well it's like it's almost i would call it anime-esque but then it feels offensive to yeah. like the whole genre <laughs> No, it is very anime esque. Actually, I'll 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 go ahead and say it. Yeah, I'll take the heat for that. All I, but all Dude, I remember I, all I remember from that franchise is the weird moment where they're like, 
and he's he is imprinted on your child. <laughs> Dude, will, that's bonkers. And he's he's always got that child's back. Yeah, and, also, and, and it's also, like, and one day they're gonna get married. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? That's not okay. You can't be like, hey, that toddler over there, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be. Oh, no. It's like, no, that's not even questionable. That might just straight be illegal. If it's not, let's change the laws. Let's change the laws right now so it is. Dude, you know what's funny about the acting and, and how you were talking about how Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart are like amazing actors, yeah. and, and but in Twilight, they're just, it's terrible. I feel the same way about, I don't want to get so much shit for this. I, I feel the same way about... Um, the prequels, the Star Wars prequels, like Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, Liam Neeson. These are like amazing A-list, fantastic, like Oscar winning, Oscar nominated actors. And you watch them in the Star Wars movies and they're like, I'm here to do a, see a treaty in the Senate. And it's like, what's happening? Well, who's directing the, these people? The only person that's questionable with is Natalie Portman, who I think has a rather good track record. But Liam Neeson yeah. and Ewan McGregor, I believe both, if they haven't plainly said it, it is very obvious. I know Ewan has where he just likes to act. He's like a journeyman. Yeah. Like the fact that he's in like... <laughs> big fish and then the star wars movies and then he can yeah. be like super serious or super funny like he's yeah that dude's got range and i think that dude just likes to work um but i which, think which one which one was he in where he was like ner a nervous kind of guy and he was like really friendly and kind of like fuck i can't even remember he did that winnie the pooh movie yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well christopher robin yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher robin yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like he's he, and that's the thing is like you with a movie like with him, you're like, this could be amazing or it could just be. Yeah, it could be like some eh, same. It could be something he's doing for his kids or because he wants to buy a new yacht or something. <laughs> <laughs> but like Liam Neeson, he actually has acting chops. Uh, oh, and, yeah. Right. And he's been in some of the biggest, most important movies. Oh, yeah. And oh, then yeah. he will also be in like some straight to DVD quality <laughs> shoot em up. Yeah, but he's also so good in that, though. Like, I think he like and to be fair, I, I think it's like you McGregor does just fine in 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 the in the prequels. And but Natalie Portman is like, why? Why is she? Well, who's for like she's here against her will or something, it seems <laughs> like. But but Liam Neeson is like, I think now that I think about it, because we also watched all of the star Wars movies in sure. quarantine. So we started with the prequels and we were watching them in order. I think Liam Neeson might be the best actor in all of the prequels. I can see that. Yeah. Like I, I and, and he's, even though he's only in the first one, <laughs> but, well, but like, what's his face? Of all uh, of them, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. I was, I was going to call him jumper, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Yeah. Actually, wait. So, I mean, has he popped back up and done anything meaningful? <laughs> I think he did. He did a few things here and there. And now people are like, they love him because yeah. he only shows up sometimes and he really loves the Star Wars fans and he leans really into Star Wars. And so I think people really like that. Um, but I don't think he's done much, man. I really don't. Yeah, Same I'm with like Jake looking. Lloyd, the kid that played young Vader, too. Yeah, let's see. He. Wow. Yeah, he was in Takers. Yeah, he kind of hopped off for a minute. Yeah. Outcast. 
But you know, but I mean, I think that sometimes happens. It looks like there's someone that's going to blow up, and then I think Jumper probably underperformed, and then they were like, "Well, never mind then." Jumper could have been cool. It was an interesting concept. The I concept feel like that was, was one really of the movies good, yeah. we. Isn't that the one one of the ones we saw for our midnight movie show or something? God, I I'm trying to remember. It's possible. There was like there was like a four week period where. I was very angry with you because your reviews didn't match up in any way. I can't remember. I have to go back to the channel. It's been so long. We were pretty polar opposites when it came to movies. But that's what made it kind of unique because we had both perspectives. I think the only time we came together on stuff was maybe when it was like a comedy. Because I think we both go into it. Because I don't think that you're a snob. Like I think there are a lot of of people that are... I was about to call it in the funny business. Uh, yeah. A lot of comedians that like can be very critical. Um, oh, yeah. And I just that's but I think we both go in going like, I really want to like this. I really yeah, hope this I is always good. do. I always do. I, I, um, I can't remember the last time I really disliked a movie. It's been a while, but mm-hmm. I also kind of skip movies now. Like I skip a lot of movies. Um uh yeah i don't know i i I feel like i used to be more snobby and then i got to a point where i was like hey you know you like what you like and just understand that these are my opinions and i'm not the fucking end all of this shit so it's like don't don't just think that i'm like this is the word of god of this movie you know it's just like i like what i like and you like what you like and just you know enjoy whatever the fuck you want but also be okay with me being like that was shit you know and like because that's fine right like it doesn't it shouldn't ruin your experience if i thought something was shitty hey it's just me interrupting my own podcast to thank one of the sponsors of today's episode of A Conversation with DoorDash. You know, we all know life gets busy with with work, the emails, the kids, the laundry, the millions of other things on the to-do list. Why not just give yourself one less thing to do and let DoorDash take care of your next meal? Ordering is easy. You just open up the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and boom, your food's there, left outside your door, safely with their new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national chains. And right now, many of your favorite local restaurants are still open, some just for delivery only. So just open up the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more and zero delivery fees for your first month when you download the DoorDash app and enter in code DeFranco. It's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees for a month when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code DeFranco. Don't forget, that is code DeFranco for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. But with that said, back to the podcast. What do you think is going to happen with this newest this newest trilogy of uh star wars who do you think like these actors will blow up i feel like john boyega's probably got the most hope but that was like yeah. he, but he went into it like like if like if you loved attack the block like you immediately fell in love with him and you got excited oh, that he yeah. was in there probably angry at the fran- like the uh, the trilogy cuz he was incredibly underutilized for underused yeah, yeah just for like a character and talent um but then it's like I wonder from that, like, who's going to blast off from it? I mean, Daisy Ridley is incredible. I think you I think you nailed it with John Boyega. Oh, but also fucking uh, Oscar Isaac. That's true. But Oscar. Yeah, I, I think Oscar Isaac is like he's already pretty like great. And I think but I, yeah. I don't I don't know if it's like you're talking about newcomers like John well, Boyega. And no, Daisy but Ridley. like but hitting that point of uh, Harrison Ford. Right. Yeah. OK. Like, OK. Or like. 
maybe not necessarily Mark Hamill. Yeah, I would say more Harrison Ford, right? If you say yeah, like anyone yeah. from those the from the originals. I would say Oscar Isaac is kind of doing a Harrison Ford type thing. Yeah. Like he's doing a lot of different movies. He's doing like huge blockbuster things and then he's doing like indie things like Ex Machina and things like that. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's doing a Harrison Ford thing, yeah. And and it almost seems like Daisy Ridley might be doing I mean, I don't know. She kind of she kind of disappeared a little too, right? I can't think off the top of my head, but it's that's the one thing with me is like I'm very bad when it comes to that. You're like yeah. you're in front of me. I got you. <laughs> the moment you're gone, <laughs> I, I, have, I have a goldfish I know, memory right? when it comes to entertainment. <laughs> I think John Boyega because he certainly um, during during all the um, Black Lives Matter stuff that's still ongoing or whatever, but he's he, just he raw. really he's, like he's, yeah. I think he's like, so raw. I think that's the thing is like he stands out in a in a way that is definitely different. Cause like whether it be with black lives matter or him even like ha- having no problem whatsoever. And I say good for him going after star Wars fans. Um, yeah. Right. For especially, yeah. like, I would say not all, but toxic ones. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, and you're like, Oh, you're like a real person. And I think people <laughs> yeah, more than ever take that. I think it's interesting too, because he's, he even went out and said that he felt disappointed and I'm paraphrasing, but he, he said that he felt disappointed in how his character was used, kind of like how you were saying he was underutilized. And uh, he was disappointed in that and was vocal about it recently. And it kind of reminds me of Harrison Ford back in the day being like not really being a Star Wars fan and wanting to be killed off like right away and like, you know, not really caring and and never going to any Star Wars event or anything. Right. And, and it's certainly one of those things where it's like, it's interesting, like because I love Star Wars so much. I would be honored to be in a Star Wars. But a lot of these people are just like, that's just another gig, you know, right. being in a Star Wars. And it's like it's not my world. And it's and it's and I think John Boyega's realness in this in the same way that Harrison Ford was real about his feelings about Star Wars about his Star Wars movies makes him more kind of like, Oh fuck. I want to keep an eye on that guy. Right. Cause he's like really raw. He's real. He's honest with his emotions and he's not like, I love working with Disney and JJ Abrams. Like he's like, no, I had problems with it and here's what they are. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah, go for it, dude. But I do wonder, I do wonder what it's going to do to his career. But then like, as far as like yeah. another actor, I know that it's like, we're just kind of going into a different, place but like i'm yeah. very interested to see what happens with tom holland like dude serious because he's he's very very talented he's popped up in other movies but i've never i haven't seen anything fully stick yet like i uh i finally got around to watching i think it's from like two years ago the current war um oh how's that it's okay <laughs> <laughs> can it you ha- understand what he says yeah it, it happened and he is also there um, and I, I need to watch the one with him and Robert Pattinson on Netflix, but that it felt like that was like a flash in the pan sort of moment. Dude, you should watch. Um, wait, am I getting? I'm getting. You're saying Tom Holland, the guy that's Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. Okay, I was thinking of uh, Tom Hardy. F- Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tom Hardy's yeah. established. Tom Hardy's fucking badass. Like Tom Hardy, dude. That dude's got range. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, he can be. Sure, he can be Venom, but he can be fucking anybody. <laughs> Crush the role. Like, I, any, I I have a great respect for anyone that can do a fucking solo movie. And I think it's part of the oh, reason yeah. why Tom Hardy and Ryan Reynolds, those guys, 
Ryan yeah. Reynolds, obviously, for multiple reasons, but like they're standout talents. Like I Lock, agree. Locke is amazing. Buried is amazing. Dude, um, Buried is incredible. How, how the fuck do you hold someone's attention for 90 minutes? And <laughs> like, inside a box. Inside a box. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. He, he i get i have a love hate relationship with ryan reynolds i don't Fuck i don't you know why right here let's do it <sighs> i know i, why, I why? look actually no explain it because i i i want to i, I want to see where it's coming from it's a personal it's a, it's it's like it's my own projections of my own feelings on ryan reynolds <laughs> but he's just he just seems like the guy that treated people like me like absolute shit you in think school so. yeah and then he grew up and became a star and then was like oh i was a piece of shit but now i'm gonna be charming and now i'm gonna like be america's sweetheart or whatever i just see a guy that bullied nerds like me in school <laughs> when i see ryan reynolds and then i see him in things like buried and i'm like oh you're you're not you're not playing into i mean he certainly plays into the kind of like douchey unfiltered kind of like guys guy and um but when i see him do like dramatic roles like buried then i'm like oh there's the there's the guy that i can can watch and enjoy but when i see him do like the kind of like jerky kind of like well, we normal guy but that's the thing yeah. that we have to understand because i love ryan reynolds but if you want to talk about a guy that we aren't fully aware of who he actually is that's there because who he is and who he is and as far as like a lot of comedies whether it be i mean talk about like deadpool all the way back to two guys, a girl in a pizza place and, and, uh, waiting. Yeah. It's like different versions of the same character. <laughs> and that's right. also like on Twitter when he's tweeting stuff out or doing like commercials so that he can make <laughs> what I imagine is going to be hundreds <laughs> of millions of dollars from his liquor, which, Hey, that's great. Fuck I haven't yeah. had it. Do it. Um, I don't, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, we, we don't have like, but that's for a lot of celebrities. And so yeah. I think, I think that's also something we have to catch ourselves with is like, cause I'm hypercritical of, of people that maintain their fandom when it's like proven that their yeah. favorite is like a horrible person. Not like accusation, like it happened. <laughs> like, right, there it right. is. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, cause I think, You're right. We I don't think know it, anything about him. We yeah. just know that he's in movies, but and, maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's like, he's that's just his like for the movies he's just like kicks on an extra notch and that's just who he is maybe that is yeah. or maybe it's it's a winning model because you have to question everything now but I, that said i love ryan reynolds and if he wants to be my I, friend you know i i gotta say that I, I there was a recent thing that i had read where he visited um you like children's hospitals and would visit like um burn victim like children that mm -hmm. are burn victims and he would go as deadpool and he would go like be funny with them and and spend time with them and it's like all right well if you're gonna like take your personal time and go hang out with kids in hospitals like all right you're, you're probably not a bad guy you're probably you're probably a good guy there's a world where you could be skeptical and be like this is all for optics and like pr well i was gonna say it sounds like you're not at that level because it's it's very easy to do that when you see like something that that's that good like I, i've seen right. like i don't know this guy on a personal personal level i've i've only come across him several times but like 
uh, Markiplier on YouTube. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people say like that, or a number of people say that it's like forced and he's not as nice of a guy. Everything I've ever seen from that, like, cause we've been out here for a long time. You, 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 you grow, you, you learn how to identify who's being like fake about being a good guy. Like he oh, genuinely yeah. seems like it. If, if it yeah. turned out not to be the case, I'd be like, Oh, what the fuck? And like yeah. the, the work that he does with make a wish and, and stuff on top of that. Like there, yeah. there are a few people in the, in our space that I'm just like, no, that's just a genuine guy. So, but because I come across those guys, I then have to check my cynicism because I'm like, maybe I'm throwing it out <laughs> at other people incorrectly. And right, I just, I right. haven't had the privilege to actually see them do it in person. So, and, and right. because, you know, even to a point, like we, I, I think I, I have to get to the, that mindset of like, some people are just that nice. Like I, right. I've realized later in life that my primary so- source of like happiness, it kind of actually brings us right about around to the beginning when we were talking about like how do we feel good about ourselves and how do we get happy like i've realized that my main way of getting it now is actually acts of service um whether it be for like a good cause or whether it be for my kids primarily um like that's where i feel the most fulfilled um just because you 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 see the impact you can have on another human being which is happening with the content you're making. It's, it's happening with the content I'm making. I feel like it's hard for us. I'm sure you've gotten those messages of like, your content got me through this hard time. It's Absolutely, hard to, yeah. to feel that through a text. But then when you see the person or you do that extra thing with them, it's yeah. it's so meaningful. And, you know, and to that point, like I, whenever I, whenever someone asks me about my dad or when I talk about my dad, I always say that like, well, you know, he's this machismo guy that likes soccer and we're just kind of different, but I love him and he was always a good dad and blah, blah, blah. Like I say kind of like the funny things about like that, but something I learned from my dad was acts of service. Like, Mm -hmm. like my dad was always helping when people needed help and especially for his family, right? Like for, for me and my brother, like obviously he'd do anything, you know, just like I'm sure your dad Mm -hmm. and you with to your kids, you do anything for your kids. And my dad would do, so many little things like when I when I finally learned to drive, I would drive the car somewhere or to work and then I'd come home and then I'd go to bed and my dad would work from like he'd get up at 4 a.m. and then he'd come home at like six o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And and so he was working hard, you know, to provide for the family or whatever. And so and then. I would go and drive the car somewhere and it's just like a small thing and it would be like almost on empty. And then I would go to sleep at three in the morning and then I'd wake up at two o'clock in the afternoon for my four o'clock shift at the video game store and the car gas would be filled. Like my dad somehow Mm. found the time between working hours and hours and hours providing for the family to get into the car before going to work, filling it up, bringing it back to make sure that I had gas to get to where I needed to go. And that's like, even on a small scale, that's an act of service. That's like, Mm -hmm. you didn't have to do that. I work, I make my own money. I could fill the gas in the car, but my dad did shit like that. And it taught me that like you do that because you love and you want, to give something to someone who maybe makes their life a little bit easier. And I think that getting that from my mom and dad, even more so from my mom, it kind of just comes back to you as an adult. And you're like, well, I can help the people I love and I will always be here for the people I love my friends, my family, what have you. But that has to extend a bit outside of that too, right? Like there's love for everybody. There's enough love for everybody. And I think that, 
it feels good to do that because it's like you're helping somebody. You're helping someone if you're having an easy time. You know, wh- whether you're not having an easy time or not, but when you are having e- having an easy time, it's nice to be like, who's having a hard time? Let me help that person. You know, it's just I, I don't know. It just fucking feels right. Yeah. Maybe that's the place to end. One, think of the little acts of service you can you can do to make those around you just in a slightly better place. And then also, I mean, on the opposite end, question maybe why some people that should be there for you are not because i think uh you know what we're we're in a time of transition we are in a mm-hmm. in a pandemic time of transition maybe it also gives you the time to to re- reevaluate who around you actually makes your life better and yes who, and very who is, important and and who's kind of at that middle ground that could be that and then who's just dragging your ass down because we very all important. at some point have that those people Dude, absolutely. Relatable. Hashtag relatable. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. <laughs> you ruined the moment. Fuck you. Oh, he dabbed. He dabbed. It's over. Uh, How can I not dab after doing a hashtag, you know? <laughs> Steve. Uh, yes, Phil. I, I love you, Face. Thank you for being on the podcast. We, we do have Thanks to play Fall me. Guys. Also, you have to text me. Here's the thing. I'm... I don't I don't like saying this because I feel like a douchebag, but I've had to turn my notifications off on any video game system because some people know me. Okay, I hate saying that. It sounds like a douchey thing. Oh, so you might miss the notifications. I miss your notifications every time. I'm like, it's always like two hours ago. I'm like, that's why I'm like, are you still on? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, then I will make it a point to text you. Thank you, because I am your best friend now. I just said it. Yeah, I said it. So it's true. I've done right. nothing on my end to make you feel that way. <laughs> no, not at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> not even no, a little no, bit. That's not true. That's not you've, true. You've, you've, you specifically attacked me <laughs> the last three times we've talked. I think the last text I have from you is everyone knows you're high. <laughs> so that over the that's you know I'm just going to do that for that's that's how, is that a seven year run into the ground joke at this point? Yes, dude. I but I love it every time because it's 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 less fun. It's less find, it's less fun now now that people know that you smoke <laughs> yeah but like it's still it's still scary to get a text like that <laughs> but but like in such a fun way because it's so funny to just be like hey I'm because like, you know when you're super high and you're like doing something and you feel like you're doing it right and you're not seeming high mm-hmm. but when someone's like everyone knows you're high you're like ah I know no now, every, now everything I said is stupid but I'm going to rethink everything. Well, it's just I, so funny to what, me. What it's I've, so funny. What I've found is that apparently I'm very stoic when people are talking to me and I'm hard to read. And I'm also just then like that when I'm high. So apparently it's not super obvious. <laughs> but in my head, I'm just like, everybody knows I need to get out of right. here. It's, it's anyway. a really, I, please never stop doing that because it's I so won't. funny to me. I, I, I love recently there was like a Twitch stream I was doing and I had no idea you had hopped in for a second. And I think you texted me. People were like, Phil's here, Phil's here, Phil's here. And then you texted me. Everyone in the stream knows you're high. <laughs> and it was a recent one. I love it. I love that you still do it. You know, you're my favorite. You're, you're my favorite. You're the goodest boy. Oh, I love you, buddy. Thank you. I love you, you too. Thanks for, thanks for doing this. And uh, make sure you go to YouTube.com slash The Valley Folk and or uh steve zaragoza's instagram steve zaragoza at steve zaragoza's taint <laughs> that's what it dude, is wait i also have to plug something really quick yeah do it do it, do it do it do it do it so joe beretta they created all clicked a off. game they all clicked off i'm sorry <laughs> 
they're gone. They don't want to hear it. <laughs> First, let's do some ads. No, um, Joe Beretta created a game called the Movie Movie Game, and it's really fun. And we've had a lot of people on, and I'd love to have you on at some point. This isn't me cornering you to invite you into something, but Joe has created a physical version of the game that we're launching on November 13th as a Kickstarter. So we're hoping that we can turn this thing into a real game. And everyone's been telling us to turn it into a real game since we've been putting them on the Valley Folk channel. And so now we're like, fuck it. We know people that have made games. We have mm-hmm. friends like we know the guy that made red flags and yeah. and uh super you punch. know um super punch, yeah. yeah, or super fight, super fight. Super fight, yeah. Um and it's like, why can't we do it? So we're making a game, dude. So and the Kickstarter launches November 13th. So just watch our socials for that. And if you like it, you know, maybe check it out. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thank you to the three people still on the, here. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is my mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I watch everything. Stevie she does. totally does. I'm so nervous. She totally does. That's a nightmare. All right. Love you, buddy. <gasps> Love you, buddy. See ya.